My husband's family has a lake cabin at a place called The Pines on Fort Peck Lake in Northeast Montana. I've told some of you about it before. The cabins are embedded in the Charles M. Russell National Wildlife Preserve, and it's the only wildlife preserve in the country that allows private residences. They kind of got grandfathered in. It's a beautiful place with amazing wildlife, beautiful scenery, endless sky. It's a place that has wolves. If you're walking around at night, you can hear them howl. It's very scary. Um, the pace of life is slow. And there are no stores, no restaurants, nothing but water, wilderness, hiking, games, and the sounds of shared laughter and stories and the wolves. The place is magical and it is remote, located about an hour from the nearest very tiny town. It's so remote that there is only one way to get there, a 24-mile gravel road, one lane that snakes through the wilds of Montana. No matter what the weather conditions, no matter what is going on, that road is the only option. This place in northeastern Montana has very brutal winters. Think snowpocalypse times 100. It's not unusual for the temperatures there to get far below zero, like 10, 20 below zero. People that live out there in the winter often affix snow plows to the front of their trucks so they can get into town to buy groceries and grab their mail. There is no snow plow service. When it rains, there can be washouts of that gravel road, and there are free-range cattle that wander along the path so cars come by so infrequently that you can just have like a baby calf standing out there that's never even seen a car before and doesn't have enough sense to move. So you have to stop until it moves. Honking doesn't really help, it just gets more curious. There's spotty solid coverage, so if you go on that road, uh, you've got your own risk. If there's a deluge that comes down, one has to pull over and wait. If the road is washed out or snowed in, you must turn around. Some days, although slow, the road is beautiful, peaceful, amazing. Some days, it's actually dangerous. But if you want to get to the pines, you have to take that road. There are some things in life that have only one way to get there. Our gospel this morning is about a difficult road, a road that no one would choose or elect to traverse, a road that is often avoided, but the only road to a future of peace, taking up the cross and following Jesus. God knows how many hairs are on each of our heads. God cares about even a sparrow that would fall from the sky. So when we are called on these difficult roads, Although we have anxiety, although we might be afraid, none of it is a surprise to God. The God who's formed us from the start after we thought we were a good idea knows us and takes us along the path that is most healing for us. The gospel this morning proclaims nothing that is covered will, be, will not be uncovered. Nothing that is secret will not be made known. Things said in the dark will be proclaimed in the light. Things whispered should be shouted from the rooftops. How many of you have ever played hide-and-go-seek with a toddler? 
Pretty soon, Emerson's going to want to play hide-and-go-seek, and this is going to be his version of hide-and-go-seek. Hands behind. Face behind hands, right? Emerson is going to close his eyes, and he is going to imagine that no one can see him because he can't see anyone else. This is a normal developmental stage for babies, and he will go through that. And we do the same thing, I think, with our own pain and sin and brokenness. We actually imagine that if we pretend like it doesn't exist, that no one can see it, that God cannot see it. Our own brokenness, our own poor behavior, our own worst days are not hidden from God. The God who made us and knows us completely and entirely so much that all the boring little hairs on our head are known. It doesn't mean that we can keep quiet and not mention it and ignore it and it will go away. Avoidance is not an option according to our gospel this morning. We must pick up our cross and walk the road. With our shadow sides, we do think we can hide them. And sometimes it works, to a certain extent. I have been a pastor for a long time, though, y'all. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that nobody that looks normal is normal. And that nobody that looks like they have a perfect life does have a perfect life. Nobody has a perfect life. Sometimes the ones that look the most perfect on the outside are actually incredibly intricate facades built to hide the deepest, deepest pain. To try to keep up those facades takes a lot of energy. Energy that could be used towards healing. Energy that can be used toward reconciliation. Energy that can be used towards the healing of the world. This is true for individuals. It's true for communities. If we try to pretend like nothing's wrong and build up a facade, we've got nothing but fake. We've got nothing real. Nothing real to nourish ourselves. Nothing real to nourish our communities. Nothing real to nourish the world. It does no good to try to hide. Only way out is to pick up our cross and to trust the one who knows how many hairs are on our head and walk through it. When it comes to healing, there's that one way in, just like the way to the pines. Sometimes it doesn't feel that bad and it's actually really pretty and when we get stopped by the calves, it's kind of fun and whimsical. Sometimes it's terrifying, and our cell service isn't working, and we think we're not going to make it. But God is with us. The way is not the road that we would necessarily want to take. Most of us would prefer another path, something less dangerous, less contentious, a more convenient way that would circumvent the worst of it. But we're meant to go head on picking up our cross, and trusting the one who knows how many years are on our head. 
We don't really have time to waste. All of creation is groaning for God's healing. And every single iota of energy that we use to try to hide and pretend is being misused when it could be used for God's glory. I received a framed quote from my church when I graduated from high school. And at the time, I didn't really appreciate it because I was an 18-year-old human who, um, you know, thought I knew a lot that I didn't know. But I really appreciate it now. It goes something like this. When I was young, I set out to change the world. When I grew a little older, I perceived that was too ambitious. So I set out to change my state. This too, I realized as I grew older, was too ambitious. So I set out to change my town. When I realized I couldn't even do this, I tried to change my family. Now, as an old man, I know that I should have started by changing myself. If I had started with myself, maybe then I would have succeeded in changing my family, the town, or even the state. And who knows, maybe even the world. And we're invited to pick up our cross and follow Jesus through this path that seems dangerous that we would rather avoid, the pain that we would rather not recognize, the hard conversations, the hard, the hard recognizing of brokenness. We're being invited to be transformed from the inside out. Being a part of the healing of the world is scary, but it is so amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful call. So, Receive this into your heart today. The God who formed you, who thought you were an excellent idea, and knows all the hairs on your head, is inviting you, one way in, to healing. Let that into your heart. Watch as it unfolds. Watch as it transforms your mind and overflows into your closest relationships and then beyond. And then watch as you become the future that God has dreamed. Amen. Emerson, I hear you, and the sermon is now over. Let's stand and sing together.